Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, April 11th. Wow. In this episode, Spurs have the best week ever. United have the same week they've had all season long. They're terrible. <laughs> Burnley go bust. But first, Mike, what's your take on my team's big game? Two Liverpool City. <sighs> breathless. I, I had the uh, misfortune of missing most of it live and watched the first half on an airplane. Only uh, the good and half. I, and then I lost service. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, um, I think, I think we know who the champion should be after that game. Yeah, and I know I that it's a draw and I know that, but, but put it this way, Liverpool, uh, you were, what was it? 16 points out, 12 points out, whatever it was. You were, it was, it was 14, but they had two games in hand. So right, they were like, that's, thank you. That's so they were eight points out. So realistically, let's call it eight. You were eight it's points out. That's huge. So, th- so three plus games, right? Um, that's massive. They came back there within a point, and they're still very much alive. And we can talk about the run in in a, in a few minutes. But I think this was their opportunity to go into the Etihad to stake their claim in the biggest game in the last five years, easily. Probably. Well, the 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 the, the John Stones off the line game. Yeah, but that was in January. Yeah, that's true. It's well, the, 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 as the later the Champions Stones League game. rounds. Those were, but yes. I guess okay. They had but in the Premier beat, League, they had City licked pretty quickly. In yeah. the Premier League, this is the biggest game that was played easily in the last five, maybe ten years. This late um, in the season, yes. You know, going into the game, I should say, yes, because yes. the Gerard slip comes to mind, the Battle of the Bridge comes to mind, yeah. uh, a couple other ones. But at the same time, that wasn't hyped up for months, plural, in advance, saying this is the Super Bowl. So they had their opportunity, and and it's not. As if they were, you know, they were, they should have won the game. You know, Man City were not flattered by a draw. And I, I, I think that this kind of showed who Liverpool are. They are an excellent club. All, they uh, are just are not the best team. Great teams. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But they are not better than Manchester City this season. Nope. Will they end up champions? Yeah, they maybe. Could. Very yeah, possibly. Yeah. But I think that. And I've sort of thought this for a while and it's because we listen to narratives, right? Liverpool win five nil and it's dashing and amazing. And look at Jota and look at how Diaz is, is betting in with the new guys and city win five, nothing. And ho hum. Yeah. I Phil think, Foden's got a boring hair. Yeah, it's always, we're expected to do it. I yeah. think in some sense, I, what I've felt about Liverpool is this is not a slight, like these two teams, first things first, these two teams are incredible. Yeah. For some reason, there's this weird narrative that they leave out the Centurion season. But aside from the Centurion season, where City scored 100 points and won the league by 25, and Liverpool did not, weren't in the race yet. They weren't quite there yet. But it was the back half when they when they went to the Champions League final, but did not uh, play win the league. They had 85 points or something, 80. They are these two teams are literally one point apart over the last four seasons. That for first of all is incredible on an average of about 90. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very close. And right now their XG is point is point ten is not one not one goal, but per ninety. The XG is four goals apart, basically, at yeah. this point. Where mm-hmm. but the thing that's different is Liverpool ride their luck a little bit more. And one of them is Allison, right? So their goals against versus their XG against, it's 30 versus 22. So that when you're watching a game, you're like, 
damn, those motherfuckers should have scored. And then on the other side, they've scored four more than you would expect them to. It's at 75. They have the best in the league. While City's, on the other hand, is almost exactly the same. They're 22 XG on 20 goals against and 72 goals for on 70 goals against. So the perception of Liverpool riding their luck slightly, eight goal difference on goals against is a lot. That's Let's say, is eight goals... Six points over this season, or the the over the, the over the season so far. Like oh, if they had okay. a Pythagorean theorem, which they don't, like in baseball, where you can take someone's xG against and four and guess their record. Basically, Liverpool's points total is not in line with how they're playing. Is sure. what I'm saying. Like yeah. they have a plus fifty seven goal differential, but their xG goal differential is plus forty four, while City's is fifty two goal difference and, and their xg is 48 so city usually are more in line with their xg except when they have really bad seasons when they don't finish it off anyway the point is is that these teams are fucking close really yeah. close and i think the first thing to sort of touch on before we get into it i just want to should we talk about lineups should we talk about should we do the scores and then get to the lineups yeah let's do the scores and this, this is the last game of the day and we'll, and we'll come, back. We'll come back to it yeah we will start with our friends <laughs> we will start with our friends also in Liverpool, also playing a team from Manchester. Everton won Manchester United nil. Ooh. This is the worst Manchester United team I've ever seen. They're fucking awful. They should have kept Moyes. Watford don't seize on the chances. They lose three new to Lils. Jesse Marsh is a fucking legend. And Lee Leeds are way far away. They're super safe. Southampton nil. Chelsea six. Southampton have their biannual what the fuck just happened game where they just get the doors blown off them and that happens. Then my beloved Brighton come back to earth and score goals for the first time ever beating Arsenal at home. I believe Graham Parter has now beaten Arsenal three times at the Emirates. That's mm. my guy. Uh, so Arsenal slipping at the wrong time. Then your mob withstand an onslaught yeah. <laughs> against Aston Villa. This 4-0 scoreline is... Incredible. We talked about Sonny during the game, how I was like, he's the greatest finisher in the league. But Tottenham win 4-0. They're scoring three goals a game. They're not going to lose. Then the mighty Norwich City defeat Burnley. Hey. misses a sitter for, to bring a draw to bring them level and blow it. The then at the King Power, Leicester's revival continues. They defeat Palace 2-1. A team neither I my team can't beat. No one can seem to beat, but Leicester can. Very weird. Brentford do the double against West Ham. Wowie wow. Ivan Tony, 15 goals. Put the bet on it. Maybe he'll get there. It's looking close. And then finally, well, as we're going to get to it, Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. City went up in this game twice. Mm -hmm. Liverpool pegged them back twice. City were so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, it's upsetting to have, have this game be a draw. But uh, the first half was just... I was like, how are we losing? How am I not winning? The first one was Allison threw on uh, Raheem Sterling threw on goal yeah. from De Bruyne, and you know Allison has his karate karate kick save, and you're like, of course, typical fucking Raheem Sterling driving me goddamn insane. Then within a minute after that, Fabinho falls asleep for a second. City take the free kick early, get a lucky deflection. De Bruyne scores through Matt Tip's legs, and it's on like Donkey Kong. I have my goal in the first five minutes. I'm feeling great. Sure, why wouldn't pressing. you? City are fucking them up, and they're doing great. Uh, Liverpool are trying to play out, and I think, and I'm not smart enough to know this stuff, but what I felt like and what I said when I saw the lineups, and let me now backtrack a little bit, seeing... Uh, Sterling, Jesus, and Foden 
I knew that City were going to press, 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 and not let Liverpool play, especially with both. They had all their pressers in Silva, Foden, Raheem. They, I knew they were going to go for speed and pressing and be like, you know what? We're not going to get beat because Liverpool have the ball. And they sat on Thiago and he did not do shit between Fabinho and, and, and Thiago. They just couldn't play the ball. And when I knew Henderson was there, cause they just had to have that Englishness in the side. He's not up for a game like this. He's not good enough. No. And so I'd say he's that, the it, only player on both teams that you're like, you're out of place, buddy. And let's be clear. But he's a legend at the same there, time. Right. There, <laughs> right. There was, a, he has been in yeah. the past. Yeah. I think it's a shorter window than others maybe, but he has been up for that game. He is a legacy play, if you will. Um, and, and those, but also Spurs, right? I mean, Spurs. He, can, he connects Liverpool to to Gerard, who connects no, no, everything course. together. So he's an important player, and he plays on spirit mentality alone. He's just not good mm-hmm. enough. But he's no, in no, the game. absolutely. And City were able to really control this game, especially in the first half. Uh, if we go through the the first few moments, it's the the Raheem, then De Bruyne goal, then Jota's the next play on goal, it's pull one back. It's a great play. I can't lie. Alexander, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, incredible. The classic fullback-to-fullback pass. Mm -hmm. Robertson across field, into the corner, into Alexander-Arnold, who cuts it back. Somehow Jota's free. He puts it in, of course. That makes sense. But then Jesus has another one. Rodri has another shot blocked. Well, somewhere in here, you have the the scare moment from Ederson. That was amazing. I don't even know where that was. Uh, So it was was right around the 20th minute or so. Yeah. and for those that didn't see, who passes it? Diaz, I guess, passes it back Diaz to... Diaz wasn't playing, but yeah. Stones, uh, maybe. Stones, I'm sorry. Stones passes it back to Ederson. And I don't... Uh, I think he was of two minds, right? And and Jota is barreling down on him. And he, and, and he basically shanks his clearance into right, the ground. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. He, he misses entirely. It's almost like he aborted the, the pass like uh-huh. two-thirds of the way through. And he goes, it was oh, amazing. shit. And he the ball is... So- Casually oh. rolling towards the goal and he's line. He's so chill. He's yeah. definitely smoking weed. I mean, the tattoos didn't give it away. The yeah, like the happy face on the neck that yeah. really gave away the yeah, the feeling. On. Was that would that have been the worst own goal ever? Ever, not close. Ever. Yeah, it would right, have been like, bad. Yeah. But he was so chill, and his distribution was incredible. I think that was a one of these moments where you saw Allison's strengths in that he made really big saves but he couldn't seem to kick the ball to Liverpool players and city were just second balls. I mean, it was frantic. It was classic Bernardo silver. He was playing deep in a double pivot, but he could run up and down. So he's there with Rodri in the buildup. So city have that protection and he's all over people as usual. Again, not passing the ball forward, not shooting totally normal. De Bruyne running the show. They were kind of playing like this 4-4-1-1 where De Bruyne was able to look up, be where he wanted to be and be like, where's Raheem? And he was just fucking running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Foden, I thought was quiet, but I know he was doing off the ball work. Like you kind of know he's doing his thing. He had a couple of really nice touches that were like flippity do get out of trouble kind of moves where he just like, yeah, yeah. man, you filthy fucker. And he was doing that. Um, you know, the Jesus goal was really, really fucking good. Classic Alexander-Arnold. Now, here's the big debate that I have. I hammer on Alexander-Arnold as a bad defender. He's probably not a bad defender. 
The issue is, is that he's the weak defender of the team. No, he's the bad defender, but like it's okay because right. he puts. But I mean, in is he bad? Is he bad? Service. Is he bad relative to other fullbacks, or is he bad? Bad? You know what I mean? Like, it's just because if you're gonna attack Liverpool, it's gonna be on his side. You just because you're yeah. not gonna attack Robertson, you're not gonna and it it just it's. Well, gonna let be me on ask you this: side. Take him off of Liverpool, then, right? Put him on Spurs. Put him on Leicester, right? Is he gets he, lit up. he gets lit the fuck up? He's not a good defender. Yeah, it's he okay. Is, he's <laughs> he's it's incredible okay. at every other way. Oh no, and and nobody is under any illusion that like he's not one of the best free kick takers in the league. He's yeah. not one of the best you know yeah. crossers of the ball. Yeah, but Everything. man marking, defending, not yeah. his. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't pick strength. up Jesus and Jesus in classic Jesus fashion. I thought he was along with De Bruyne. He may have been man of the match in classic Jesus fashion. He never scores the goals you expect him to score, but. Because he's literally the worst XG goal scorer that City oh, yeah. have over the last five years. Yeah, it's like but he scores the amazing goals. Like the ones that are point one, he's all over it. The he's ones that the, are half uh, a goal, he misses. He's the Che Adams of the top six. Oh, yes, he is the Che Adams of the top six. <laughs> but he was really good. And there were like so many moments where you're just like, these are places that were City goals. You know, I thought Cancelo did really well in his one-on-ones against, uh, against Salah. And then the second half was more tight. Well, it City didn't start to, that way. No, no, no. But in general, right? What the, the goal comes because Kyle Walker just in classic Kyle right, Walker fashion think... is like, oh, I'll catch up with him. All right. And so where I pick this up, right? I, I my, my flight takes off and I don't have Wi-Fi. So yeah. I my as we're getting climbing altitude, I see Jesus celebrating the goal and then it kind of gets glotchy and that's it. I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> and so I went Good. I'm glad that somebody is winning at halftime because then that means the whole second half is going to be just as frenetic as the first half. There's no way. But Liverpool ended that freneticness fucking 35 seconds into the second half. And so now you've got the the, the tie game again, right? Where imagine if Jesus doesn't score, then it's a staring contest, right? And so that's basically what you ended up having. Well, there, the there was the a big half. moment. There was a VAR Raheem yes. Sterling finish. That was and brutal. That was again. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a shoulder forward. I just like. Oh, there was one Salah shot uh, that I think he, that yes, that he shot wide. That was shot wide. That, that was. Off you of would stones, have felt like he would have scored. No, no, no. It was off of stones, and it was very clearly even at at, at regular speed. Oh, right. They didn't call. That's it. a corner. Yeah. And he was incredulous, rightfully so. And I just think about VAR in general. And we're not going – don't worry, folks. We're not going to go into a full I did. divulge. I did this I'm already. not going to let Laurent do it. But but here's the thing. I fucking hate it. I just – I don't understand why – like you don't want more VAR in the game. Right? No. But, but academically, for a second, why isn't that reviewable? Right? Because, and, and because, it, because it would go nuts. No, I, I, but that's, but if the goal is precision, and I'm not saying they achieve it, if the goal is precision, why wouldn't you? Right? Like, not. I, I don't know. You and I are in agreement. I'm just devil's advocate here for a second because I'm like, oh, if I'm, liver, if I'm a Liverpool fan and I lost that game on the Raheem Sterling VAR check because his, because um, Van Dyke's foot is another half an inch further back. Right. I would be fucking livid As because they're the number be. one team on fresh on set pieces in the league. Yeah. Every set piece, they only had one. Yeah. And City did a really good job. I mean, I think one of the things is to really think about is like 
Liverpool are an all-time goal-scoring team. They're leading the league in goals. And City held them to six shots. They have, what, the top three in goals and assists, I think? I know Sonny's up there now, but now, now, uh, it's but 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 crazy. to be fair, like Salah's really fallen off. Like I thought he might have a thirty-five yeah. goal season. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. the the Afcon, the Egypt, the, not the physical okay. part, but mentally he is he might so, be in trouble. So, uh, leading goal scorers: Salah with twenty, Jota with fifteen is third, and Mane with thirteen is is fourth. Sonny being second with seventeen now. So, uh-uh. so Sonny is number one in goals from open play. I understand. That's fine. That counts, but man. That it does, but but also these count. <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold, 12 assists. Salah, 11. Robertson, 10 assists. The, so so three of the top four goal scorers and th- the top three assist makers, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I know that you're, we don't look at individual stats nearly as much as we should. That's probably something else that the English don't do a good enough job of. I think like, it's actually hey, – it's good, but I don't think that it tell it always tells the story. Like no, it doesn't. Because especially City, like City you said, are right there, and like basically at ten, they have five guys with ten. I know, I know. Yeah, it's a definite. Um, no, I understand. But what I'm saying is, uh, you know, that is like like with Kane and Son last year. Like I don't think that was talked about enough. That incredible run that they were on. Similarly, Alexander Arnold and, and what. Because, because no, 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 no. What but what? Okay, fine. But sh- all the more reason you should be talking about them. Then <laughs> all I'm saying is, all the all I'm saying is that this the individual stats and the performances for what's effectively a weak link sport, right? We say it all they, the time. Yeah, it's it's not in the history. It's not in their institutional history to you focus on stats. You know why? Because the Premier League is only 35 years old. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, why but they could they could go back and i think the other reason is is that you know you have things like how does how does jordan henderson win player of the year it just doesn't make sense yeah right 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 like that's a, it's just it's a he's the leader of the best team and he plays and he's the heart yeah, and soul it's not a popular it's a narrative thing though. right no, where it's on. like how has kevin DeBroy never won player of the year you just right. get to, how does that that doesn't make any sense. Yes, because they don't do it that way, and I think that's fundamentally good. I, I don't you know, think it's bad. I just think it's interesting it's and different. Interesting, right? yeah, it is interesting and different, right? And we're getting it more now. We are we are getting shots created per game. We are getting yeah scoring. Like guys are aware of that. You can count what Jack Grealish does, even though he's not scoring goals. Although he was sort of on the periphery of this game. I don't know, and this is not necessarily a fair comparison at all. Um, but I think of the Premier League and the, the top goal scorers. And they they do all these weird things like the calendar year. And <laughs> like, like, like Harry Kane had 40 goals in the calendar year one time. It's like, that doesn't mean fucking anything. And I love him. But like, that's I ridiculous. know, I know. They just, they just slicing and dice. It's just not in the, it's just not in the cultural language of but the that's game. That's what I mean. Right? Like, it's I, I, I think the romanticism of baseball takes steroids and all that shit out of it from like the 60s and 70s. I think about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle chasing Babe Ruth. And, you just you have that England. You have a hundred years of history. You they don't chosen. have the stats though. Nobody, nobody has them. They had they, fucking goals. That's it. That's they all just they had need. goals. That's, that's all it. they need, though, right? Yeah. But, people talk about Dixie Dean. They know but, that he scored they, sixty goals in a year. See, but they ah uh, well, yeah, but they all, but they they don't. They modernized it too much, and I think that they shuffled out a lot of the even like the very early like the shiver like okay, you know. Yeah. Um, it's actually something I think about largely in the, uh, generational divide. I think of it in the terms of call it the pre and post Zuckerberg, right? Because after (laughs) 
social media became really a thing. Like when you think about the Yankees in the nineties, um, there wasn't a clip of every Jeter hit or Bernie Williams Homer or whatever. No, that was so just you, the moments. Right. So those moments live, but like there's, there's often so much that's lost. Whereas now everything is over documented and everything's oversaturated. It's, it's, the, I, it's the reason why anyone even thinks for a second, the idea that Maradona is better than Messi is fucking absurd. Right. But it's because, because he has his, two moments, his Jersey is about to sell for 5 million pounds. And he has Sotheby's. two frozen goals in the same 10 minute yes. clip that he has over history. We have all goals that Messi has ever scored since he was 12. And they, and like <laughs> you look at Maradona's stats, you're like, well, he had a 20 goal season. Like how, I don't yeah. get it. Oh, but, but you don't know. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But he but did so back, much cocaine. Yeah. And back to my, back to our game before we, we get into our digressive things that are amazing. I do want to wax about Kevin De Bruyne. He's going to be or should be the player I think will be most associated with this pep run. He's the best player of the group. Uh, he did miss one season in it, but he is the best player of the group. Oh, I think so. I'm just trying to think who else would even it have It was Silva state. or Aguero. Ba, 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 it's ba, Aguero. Who else company, it could be? for me. Company yeah, but but they, but they were from before, right? They're from 2010, right? Right. right? They're right. from all the other teams. But this yeah. Pep group, uh, I mean, De Bruyne was with Pellegrini, but it's either him. Uh, we know. So so the first season of Pep was Stones. Um, what about Sterling? Was, Sterling was already there. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I think Sterling's ascendancy happens because of Pep because yeah. he recognizes what Sterling can do, and which Fernandinho is Fernandinho was there already. Yeah. But I think it'll end up being De Bruyne. I don't know. There's so many different players. Fair. He's the I, best player you know what? in the group. And he, when he plays well, the team wins. It he, totally depends on how long Pep is there. But I'll tell you who's the second most likely, Phil Foden. Well, we'll see. He'll but he'll be he'll he'll live after, right? I think but if if Pep is there another five, six years, yeah. De Bruyne's not gonna be there more than four. No, he's he's on I think you you'll start to see him fade. I think I, I think having seen what we did at the Euros, I'm so happy as a neutral to see Kevin De Bruyne be able to have the season he was having because it looked like we were watching the end of an era there. Um, yeah, because so, he was he he played with I mean, Cortezone shit, in his City ankle. Thought it. Right, yeah. shit, City thought that because they bought Grealish. So I, yeah, um, I mean, I I don't think this narrative has come up yet, but this is the one I say when people go, "Oh, Grealish is bad." I'm like, "Well, he's not for this year. He's you spend a hundred million dollars for next year, yeah, because when we try and replace De Bruyne, it's not going to exist. So yeah. we're gonna make him before we need to make him. Anyway, yeah. so the game's incredible. I think from a season perspective, there's a couple more chances. The Mares chance, he hits the post. Oh. De Bruyne hits the post. There's the, there's the Bruyne hitting the post early in the second half. And Mares to... hits the post on the free kick. And then at the end, I don't know what the fuck Please. he was doing. <laughs> but the pass yeah. from De Bruyne is incredible. Oh, my God. That, that was the best pass he made all year. And I've got a fly that I'm like, dealing with. How do – these two teams are so good. Like, they just – if a player that you know is good is on the ball, like Trent's on the ball in that little half space on the wing where he's three quarters into the half. And you're like, someone close him down because yeah. someone's running that I don't even see yet. Mm -hmm. He's just there, <laughs> right? Right? Or Salah just like, oh, please close him down. Oh, fuck. He's passing. And you're like, well, you're not supposed to pass. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah. I do want to give a lot of shout out to the the city defense. I think, you know, it's Stones and Laporte and 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 Walker, and you're just like these guys are. They're good, man. They fucking hang in there. Yeah. There's so many good players. I mean, Rodri is like this, just taking the Busquets mantle, and you just fire it into him, and he touches it, turns, and goes. Yeah. You know? So it's just been so many good players. I think when you get to this level, almost every player on the team is really fucking good, right? Like, you can wax lyrical about every player. You can go, oh, Mane, oh, Diaz, oh. Of course, yeah. Oh, this guy, oh, that guy, you know? Where, like, you know, you think about lower teams and you think about, you know, we th- we'll we talk about Villa and Spurs. And you go, Tyrone Mings, can you just not play anymore? Or you're like, Ben Davies, <laughs> huh? Still still there? Can you just so... fuck off, please? <laughs> but, I mean, so what let's... does it mean for the title race? It means they both have to win all their games. It's in City's hands. We're as we were, but we got an incredible game. It's in City's hands. I think that it's it's more. I I would say that it's much more in City's hands given their their you know their running. Um, we've talked about it a little bit before on the show, but West Ham uh, and Wolves away are not easy games. Brighton at home could trip you up. Sure, um, those are the three tough games that City have left with seven think, to play. Yeah, and I think the um, other issue is City can have games where they don't score. And that's oh, no, the scary no. part. Absolutely. Okay. So the draw is what's in play. Sure, sure. But looking at Liverpool, they have Man United and Everton, who is a great segue. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> and Everton may be downtrodden and are what they are at the moment, but that's They're still, still going to fight to the end. They're not They're safe gonna yet. They're still going to fight that game. If they if – they, their, if their season – forget their implications of potentially going down – They've had such a miserable year, but if they can Liverpool draw, would make their season. If they can draw Liverpool and cost them the title, oh, happy days on on that side of Merseyside. So and then we, um, we ha- yeah, and then, Newcastle, I, Spurs. That's a tough, but it's scary. at Anfield. You you've always played you always play them well, right? Mostly. We play them tough. We play them yeah. tough. And Wolves, they they also have Wolves. So I mean, look, there's a lot of Wolves, Aston Villa. There's a lot of Birmingham in this thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. also. They play next weekend in the FA Cup semifinal. <laughs> and very possibly in what the Champions League. Uh, semifinal. Semifinal. Final. So final, final, whatever. Yeah, I can't fucking deal. No, we have Real Madrid or Chelsea. Right, that's right. So that would be in the final. That would be hilarious. I don't want um, to play Chelsea. Please, I'd rather, I'd rather lose well, to Chelsea's Real not gonna make it. where you can go, we lost to Real. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like a name brand. It's not like Chelsea and their fucking German Teutonic douchebag. <laughs> um, so we go, we move on to Everton. Yes. When we last week, we spoke a lot about Everton. We spoke a lot about Burnley. We covered the drop. We looked at Everton's schedule and we're like, they're never winning another fucking game again. Mm-hmm. And they go, they're at home, they're playing Man United, and they have one player. Everton have one player, the young guy who's who's a homegrown boy whose name I'm, I'm forgetting off the second. I think he's one of these, he's one of Anthony the army Gordon. of. Yeah, one of the army of three named people. Uh, <laughs> He's only oh, got Anthony two. Gordon, excuse me. Yeah, there's another Calvert Lewin or whatever. Um, he scores the goal uh, on a nice little play. It's a, it's well taken, and just United, just they're done. Yeah, they are cooked. I mean, we got in a lot of mileage out of Ole because I laughed at him all year. I thought you know Rangnick, there was some level of bounce where they stopped losing but they weren't winning but they weren't playing well either and now they're just done like Mm -hmm. they're cooked this team is bad yeah they lost to fucking everton in the relegation zone 
They can't get up for this. The top four was there. Mm -hmm. There was no reason they shouldn't get it. Absolutely. And Ronaldo's on the team. Don't tell me it's not Ronaldo. What the fuck? I mean, it's an incredible. It's almost... It, it would be a bigger story if we hadn't been talking about it all year and they hadn't been this way all year. Just like, what the fuck is going on with this team? It's it's shocking. I think, and I don't think they're getting out of it. I don't think Ten Hag is the answer. In fact, if I'm Ten Hag, I don't take this job. It feels like it's career cancer at this point. Yeah, you know? you're like, fucked. I, I, what has to happen is someone has to come in I know who the perfect guy would be for the job, by the way. And completely clean house. Make have some but, uncomfortable but conversations. But like in a big way, right? No, no, culturally and financially. Be like, he you know what? I don't even care what you're paying him. He's not gonna even come near my team. He's not even allowed to train with them because I don't like the way he act carries himself. That kind of shit. The way that I don't know, Antonio Conte did to Tottenham. Oh, right, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's not a man united manager. I'll tell you what, if if Ronaldo didn't score that goal, it would have been Ole's ass on the ground and not fucking uh, Nuno, and then you would have had Conte. And they, you know what? They'd be fourth. They might be They third. would be. They, but it would have been – he would have thrown people under the bus because oh, yeah. he would have gotten some of these yeah. bad performances. You know what? It would have been – it would have been Ali Frazier because you know who he would have thrown under the bus eventually. He would have came <laughs> right after Cristiano. And everybody, everybody in the red side of Manchester would have clutched their pearls. But Ooh, deep down, they, they would have know known it. he's yeah. right. Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting about Spurs with Conte is I think inside that Spurs team is that hardworking Pochettino team. Yeah. It's in there, right? When they would lose, it wasn't because – they weren't working hard. It was just that guys would make mistakes, right? Like, yeah. or, but, or in late Pochettino, they were kind of out of gas. Like they just couldn't, they couldn't yeah. bring it again. Right. They couldn't, they couldn't go again. Like, and then the Ericsson thing kind of dragged them down. Harry wasn't really ready to do more. I mean, I just, by the way, I watched the Lyon game in the fucking champ in the, in the Europa. Tangy is fucking incredible. He's I'm the like, best where player. is this person? Let me be very clear. <laughs> Every time I talk about this player, every single fucking time on the show, what do I say? I say he is the best player on the pitch, regardless of who else is on the pitch, on either team. He is so phenomenally fucking talented, and he can't be bothered. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't fucking care. He doesn't try. And Or maybe he just wants it, to be in France. You know, maybe not it's even, just No, not even, because before that performance, he was fucking milking it for three months and two. Like, he doesn't give a shit, dude. Oh, can and you it, give me, actually, well, let's stop crazy. for a second. Before we go more into United, we have more on the rundown. We're all over the place, but this is fun. We'll talk about Arsenal, Spurs' greatest week ever. But can you talk to me about how you feel about the Spurs loan army that's everywhere. La Celso killing it oh in God. fucking Villarreal. Celso. We've got, wait, wait, we've wait. got Juan Foyth anchoring the back at Villarreal, yeah, defeating them, Bayern Munich. Etienne Capu, former Spurs. Yeah, they're that's the there. Thank they're you. everywhere. Gio La Celso, let me be clear, had a man-of-the-match performance against Bayern Munich in the Champions League yeah. knockout stages. Amazing. In the quarterfinals. He was incredible. So... I, I I look, you know, they, it didn't. He doesn't work in the Premier League, but at the same time, you death taxes in Tottenham making a signing and then sending him on international duty 
in South America. And the dude just gets shanked and his whole first fucking six months with the club <laughs> is for shit. It happens to it, Romero. It, it happens to Lamella. And then, of course, like fucking... we talked about Andamble really good for Leon. Do you feel like it vindicates Levy? Like, oh, those were good signings. They just, something I, didn't work. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we get something for him. <laughs> when we get something for him. If we're going to be able to get basically what we spent for him, great. Awesome. No harm, Amazing. no foul. Amazing. Now go pay Juventus for the rest of Kulisevsky, please, and the rest of Betancure. Oh, and technically, Romero is alone. Right. It's it's kind of funny that like basically Daniel Levy, the way that he chooses to do business, and this goes back to Lacelso as well with any big he's working spend, the angles. Work big expenditure. No, no, well, sort of, but effectively what he is is just like a fucking teenage girl with a credit card for the first time. Like, oh, I don't have to pay it all right now. No, you pay it later. Oh, when's later? Ah, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> so that's what happens. Now we're gonna go into this window and we've got Romero, we've got Kulusevsky. We don't got really Bettinger. need much. You need a one one defender and a, and a no, holder. But the point is, we have to pay for all three of them now. Yeah, it's all right, right? But now so, it makes sense because you're good. No, now it makes all the sense in the world. But what I'm saying is that shit. I don't know if we have any extra other funds, or unless we're going to continue to do the credit card thing, which yeah, is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But like, so you don't let's have, let's let's 180 in the hole. Yeah, so we talked about United. Let's talk about your greatest week ever. So United drop. Yeah. Let, do you want to go West Ham or Arsenal? Oh, let's go with West Ham. Let's work up to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so and the best part about Arsenal, I'm sorry, the best part about West Ham is that uh, my good friend and yours, Christian Eriksen, was the undoer of of West Ham. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and now even Tony, we were talking about it just before we, we hit record, yeah. but Tony's been – Really off the mark. Oh, I don't think that's a coincidence that he got a proper number 10. And all of a sudden, he's become yeah. one of the more prolific strikers in the league. And that's a, I was that's a really good team. Like, I think he's number five in goals now. So underground, right underground underrated is that their holder, Nordveld, one of the one of the Danes. He's number one in tackles, number one in number one in interceptions. He's basically like a giant white Conte right yeah. now. And yeah. he just holds him down. And he does go box to box. So... One of the things that I find interesting and I think is something that can happen, like we have it with Wolves and we have it now with Brentford, these teams that are centered around a specific country's culture, like with Wolves, it's very Portuguese, very connected. They bring guys through, they have a system. Sometimes it works like Fabio didn't really work, but with, 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 um, with Brentford, it's very focused on Denmark or, uh, a name brand nation. They won a Euro, sure. the Loudrop brothers, but that you can do that and mine that country's players and bring them into the premier league and find guys who are good. Like there's going to be some teams that says like, you know what? We're doing all Swedes. We're just going to be like, we're going to go all the levels deep and find all the cool Swedes. Cause you need to find three, right? Like right. if you just like shake that country as hard as you can, you're just like, <laughs> I found three fucking Swedes. They're yeah. awesome. And we bring our culture and we have the whole thing. And none of them would look like Swedes. Yeah. You'd have Kulisevsky, at- you'd have Isak, yeah. and you'd have Zlatan. <laughs> I mean, he's a little old now, but like none of them look like Swedes at all. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Kulisevsky looks like a weird, like a like a like an Eastern European Jewish guy. Yes. Right. The red hair. That's exactly. He, what he feels like. very much like a Jewish, it- like a Jewish hero, like the Hebrew hammer. He's like this tall, <laughs> handsome, chiseled redhead from Poland who's ready to yes, smash he looks Nazis. Far more Polish than he does Swedish. He's a ginger from Sweden, as well, they Kulishevsky, say. In the song. He may be Polish. 
I'm certain that he's not 100% Swedish. I'm no, positive no, no, of that. No, no, okay. No. He's some kind of refugee. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so we have we have Brentford doing a double over West Ham. West Ham's doing Sunday, Thursday, Europa League, but not mm-hmm. rotating, just being like, ah, you'll play that game too. Yeah. They are fucking running those dudes into the ground. I don't know what David Moyes thinks is going to happen, but I've seen this before. And what happens is your team falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right so, at the important part of the season. Yeah, so maybe they'll sell Rice, take that 150 and try and like, you know, reload on the team uh around Suchek. I, I mean, Rice is gonna leave. If he doesn't leave now, when's he gonna leave? Um what I'll say you know, is he this. has he hasn't missed a minute. <laughs> Out of respect and solidarity, a rare solidarity moment from one Tottenham fan to uh to hammers everywhere. Uh-huh. I hope Declan Rice stays for the next 10 years. I hope that every spring, you, when you deal with, well, United are going to have to spend $200 million on Rice now, <laughs> that you tell them to all shove it up their fucking ass and kick rocks. <laughs> oh, because that I've game? You don't like it. that game? I've been dealing with it with Harry Kane since 2015, and I wish for <laughs> Declan Rice to stay with you guys. I do, because you'll be irrelevant without him. But... Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I don't wish what I've had on anyone. Not even my third worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, I understand the idea that your favorite player and your best player is leaving all the time. I'm sure that's what it was like with Gerard in those mid 2000s era when he almost went to Chelsea, and he yeah. kind of was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna stay, be a legend yeah. forever. Right. So I wonder. I don't think he'll do that. I don't, he's not a West Ham fan. I think is the issue, right? right? He's a he's a Chelsea kid. Came up with Mason Mount. Does he want to go to Chelsea? Does Chelsea have room for him? Is Chelsea ever going to spend money ever are again? They, are they like allowed that? to? Right? Yeah. Maybe not ever. Uh, they're going to have American owners, so we'll definitely see a Super League sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, we we don't know what's going to happen with them. But I was just trying to get the numbers. I mean, like. The West Ham team, one, it's actually relatively old. You think they're young, but they're not. Uh, you know, the, you think of Adam Cresswell. You're like, oh, he's young. He's 32. Yeah. You know, Ben Rama's in his mid-20s. But they're playing just out of control minutes. Like, let's put it this way. Fabianski has 2,790 minutes. How many do you think Declan Rice has? 2,700. He's missed yeah. one game, mm-hmm. and he plays every minute. I get it. He's 23. You run him into the ground. But they have four guys over 2,300 minutes. And one of them is Craig Dawson, which is bad. Not good. <laughs> so it's just an incredible amount that they're running this team into the ground. And it's not even with the Europa League. The Europa League is even worse. They're just, they're just playing. They just don't rest. Now, yeah. on one side, does that mean that they'll be fine and they're just like they're up for the battle or that they'll run out of gas? They're clearly not going to make it to the top four. They're going to try and win this Europa League. They're going in 1-1 with Lyon, I think. Is it Lyon? Yeah, it is. And they have yeah. to face Tanga and Dombele. But he's not going to be able to go past fucking Suchek. <laughs> not this time. I mean, and then they're into, what, the quarterfinals of the Champions League? I mean, They're eventually going to have to play Barca, which is just right. the idea well, the of West Ham playing Barcelona is literally like it gets, it gets my hair on my arm stand up. It's fucking cool as fuck. Well, that's the, the thing is that this is what this is what West Ham have, right? Oh, and, that's and why Bodo Glint. Don't forget Bodo Glint. Bird, bird. They that's right. <laughs> that's right. And 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 with all love and apologies to our friends and listeners 
who are Bud fans because we heard from you when we made fun of Roma for you guys kicking the shit out of them. So uh, tip of the cap to you folks. Uh, by you. the way, they threw snowballs at Mourinho in the Arctic Circle. When You're you legends. <laughs> You're fucking legends. Now, now you want to manage. So, so this is what, by the way, this, I'm going to take a real segue. This is why I love Graham Potter. He was in the fucking Swedish league at fucking Alasher. I can't really remember the team. And he won that league. It's like, he's a winner. It's the equivalent of taking Aberdeen, Aberdeen content. Aberdeen. Win. When you're uh, when you're Ferguson and winning the, the league, he was a winner already. It's not yeah. like he's some schnook. The guy has won shit. So I would look at those guys at like Bodo Glint and be like, can he move up? Can I get one of these? I would get one of these winning managers who take a team from nowhere and bring them up and win yeah. a league or like break. Because every, almost every league in Europe has these two teams, almost every or one team in their league that just wins all the time. And once in a while, something happens. If you take that manager of that once in a while team and he's won more than one thing, you have a manager on your hands to give mm-hmm. him a shot. Why not fucking Blackburn or Fulham? Just grab that weirdo. What do you yeah. think? How do you think Graham Potter got to fucking Swansea? He was just some rando. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going on a tirade about you're going Grand on a tirade because right. I want Grand Potter to have a, a name brand job, and we can see how great he is with an actual striker, not named fucking. Uh, give me the wipes, Mope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm speaking of which, bit... give me the wipes, Mope. <laughs> then we yeah, talk yeah. about Arsenal playing. Brighton. Yeah, we can. <laughs> um, and obviously, so so Arsenal fans are losing their shit uh, because the expected goals. For this game, I'm trying to find it. Were um, a lot to a little, 1.98 to 0.77, and obviously the game ends 2-1 to Brighton uh, and not to Arsenal. Um, again, we've talked about it a lot on the show, but and and pardon me for expecting Arsenal fans to understand nuance. That's not really their fucking thing. But 65% possession. You're down for what? When did they score? 28 minutes in. So two thirds of the game, you're trailing, you're attacking, you're on the front foot. And this is what we said about Brighton for the majority of last year. Why are they such XG darlings? Well, they're losing a lot. They're on the front foot. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and you're going to have the, the VAR complaints about the Martinelli goal. I'm washing yeah. my hands of this. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. You got to keep kicking on. It's one nil at that point. It's just, you got to be more resilient. I'm sorry. It's yeah. happened to Spurs. It's I think, happened to I think City. The other, it's happened to the everybody. Other, the other issue is, is that, you know, the midfield of Arsenal was depleted. They put Lokongo in there on his own yeah. with Odegaard and Smith Rowe. It doesn't really work. Back. And Shaka at left back, who ends up going into the midfield. And they just play a three. Yeah. Against Mwepu, who was a weapon. Yeah. My guy, Basuma, who you should have in your midfield. And then this Calcedo kid who Brighton bought two years ago and have been bringing him along. Those dudes were less like, not today. You're right. not getting that ball. Nothing's going to Lacassette. You're going to, everything's going to come from the outside. And they just dominated them. And, you know, one of the things that happens with our guys in Brighton is they have moments, right? They do create chances. And when they take them, you're in trouble because they can yeah. defend. This is a good team that basically went on a, we can't score drought. They scored two goals in three months. Yep. And then uh, you got to be on the back end of, of Brighton coming back. Now, it's deceptive because 
they have the same amount of losses as Arsenal. They just have 13 draws. No, I know. So, but so I'm, Brighton I'm are looking... actually a good team. It just they, sure. they they just they have Arsenal's number. And then I think the other thing is it is a still a young team. I'm going to make my apologies for Arsenal. I understand. They're young. They can't sustain that run. You no, know, they but that's the thing loss. they did, right? Yeah. The, everything in these this game says they were the better team they should have won. Well, guess what? Has that ever happened in Manchester City before? Has that ever happened to Liverpool? Uh, probably not to Liverpool, but like, uh, has that ever happened to Tottenham? This shit happens, okay? Yeah, It's happened to Tottenham multiple times this season since Conte took over even. Yeah. Yeah. And all you can do with your three big chances missed and your 20 shots is to walk and away go and, and go again. But yeah. And I have no doubt. I have no doubt that Arsenal Football Club We'll be able to do that, but the fans fawning over expected oh, goals and and putting the points in the in the in the right column because of that. Get the fuck out of here, dude! Like this shit happens to every good team. Frankly, in fact, yeah. this is this is almost a compliment to Arsenal to say, yeah, they played the fucking balls off of them and they didn't win. That sucks. That's what happens sometimes. Really, yeah. You had four well, shots I, on target. I think the issue do for better. them is is just like. Lacazette doesn't score goals. Two. And, he has two goals from and, open and, play and, this year. And Enketia doesn't score goals. Yeah. And as much as they got a lot out of Martinelli and Smith Rowe and Saka, if you're counting on your wingers to score goals, sometimes you're not going to score goals. Sure. You sure. need that moment. You need those strikers to chip in. If they're if they're connecting kind of guys, and I know every Arsenal fan knows this. This team just doesn't score enough goals right now mm -hmm. uh Aubameyang is still third in shots on goal for the team and he hasn't played <laughs> in four months yeah. right like that's just not going to get it done yeah. and they just have to find a way to find someone on the team who's willing to shoot like they don't have anyone shooting more than three times a game and they don't play Pepe who's the kind of irrational confidence guy I just don't like his he's not a he's another winger they basically have 10 of the same guy who are all really good from the left and the right side. They've got Smith Rowe and Saka and Pepe and Martinelli. I, they should trade two of them to get one mm -hmm. who plays to find these players. I think one of the things that's interesting that happens in football is there's a lot more identifying of talent and finding the good players, but they all, they're all going to be really, you find that really good technical, small little kid. And when do you end up with him, you stick him on the wing. Yeah. Where's the big, hulking striker kid where do they do with that kid especially if he's technical and can play now they put him in the back right <laughs> because yeah. oh i want to play out from the back where do you get a big striker to score goals now he's not easy to find you either have to take one of these wingers and be like no you're fucking staying here Stay and here. learn how to play with your back to goal or hopefully they're small and then they have this moment where they have a weird growth spurt which is why i think about my guy liam delap who's not playing and I just think some smart team is going to grab him off City for $20 yeah. million and just be like, hey, look, it's 1995 all over again. And there's my Alan Shearer. Right. <laughs> because, right, right. Uh, or we'll try to, right? I'm just hoping it happens because seeing him play, he's just, he's like a shit Erling Holland. And that's good, right? It's like, good. It's still yeah. very, very good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a shit um, Erling Holland any well, day. Here's hoping that team is not Arsenal because I do think that they're a striker away. Uh, and they have a, good a lot. One. They have a lot of glue on that team. You've really got to um, reinforce 
You can't have Xhaka at left back. You probably shouldn't have Xhaka on the field. They did lose half the. I, think I know, to, I know. And these things happen. These yeah. things happen to good teams as well, yeah, right? I'm yeah. not no, going to no, cry for Arsenal. The other this one just is happened um, to Spurs. I do wonder. I do wonder if guys like some of these Syria A strikers, like does does Tammy Abraham come back? Does someone go? We know he was good at Chelsea. Can we get him right? And bring right. him back into the Premier League. Can True. you can you cut rate grab someone like is does Chelsea have a fire sale? Can you buy Lukaku off them for sixty? Yeah, maybe he doesn't care. He doesn't care about Chelsea. Will uh, he go to anymore. Arsenal? Not anymore. Right? Not anymore. Right? They <laughs> fucked him. Right? Oh, I want to go back to Inter. Good luck. Can you yeah. can you get? I mean, it sounds like Vihalik is is a is a done deal. He's at Juve. I get it. But like, can you grab some of these strikers that are out there in Europe? that are scoring goals that are out there. What is, what is DACA year two look like when Vardy sort of like fades and they're just like, can he ever leave or does he have to stay at Leicester till the yeah, end? Yeah. He, he needs to get a paycheck till he's dead basically. Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Is he a lifer? But I, yeah, I, I don't do know. think about these things or Brereton Diaz or guys in the championship. I just think that there's not enough of that. There's just this like desire to look elsewhere. And I think the players are there, yeah. especially like a team like Arsenal is so creative. You have sock on the wing. You just need a guy who's, in the box they have ironically a very similar problem as city they're in a shit version of city which by they the are way a very is also good that's what arteta is right but um but yeah it's interesting and, and as you look to their north london rivals my friends at tottenham hotspur very um, good right now <laughs> they're, they're, all right well let's start with they and the arsenal fan angle we battered brighton and we lost tottenham got battered by aston villa and what? they won four nil how does that compute, right? Well, first of yeah. all, Hugo Lloris stood on his absolute head in the first yeah. half. There were seven some, saves. There were some shots. <laughs> seven saves in the first half. I think maybe even eight. But if you look at the uh, – going back to XG, Aston Villa's XG in the first half was 1.43. Okay? I mean, you just have to look go, – go into FB ref and just look at the first half. It's all – Oh, it's 14 to 6 uh, is, uh, is the shot attempts. Okay? I looked. Yeah, I looked. Yeah, yeah. And – um. And, and so Spurs get the early goal from Sun, and then they just capitulate, to be quite honest. And it was something we've seen a number of times from Tottenham. It's just this time, everything but for Villa. Um, and Conte gets them into the locker room, rips them a ripe new asshole. And who's that man? Kulisevsky, right off, right off of halftime, five minutes in, um, takes a ball in, and, and, and really has a, a tremendous finish. And now, basically, Villa goes back into their corner, and 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 effectively, um, they ran out of gas. They ran out of gas. But the a word about my friend Harry Kane and knock on with the look over to Son uh, is fucking incredible. So for those who haven't watched it, because you <laughs> so were watching, good. it's so good. I can't take it. From I believe Romero, Romero yes. plays it yes into, uh, on the wing, on the wing, plays on the it into line. the midfield uh, around the halfway line. Thank you to Kane, who while the ball is coming to him in the air turns and looks to see vaguely where is Sun. Now, he does this often with the ball but at his it, foot. But it's a half a second, and, he, and Sun's running. Yeah. The ball is at his foot often, and he goes, right, you're over there. I'm going to put it in this area. Sun's going to go get it, and Sun's going to score, right? That happens a lot. It's happened probably 15, 20 times in the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, but this time, like you said, he just glances real quick and heads the ball into that area the same way he would do but with it's, his foot. What it's amazing about it is it's not, it's not even – Towards Sun, it's the opposite. It's like a curved pass with it's his like head. It's like a through ball. Yeah. Yes. 
but he flicks it to, on the on the other. The defender is on Sun's side, and he flicks it the other side of the defender. It's yeah. incredible. It's yeah. just like he's next level playing, right? Like Harry Kane right now is just like every week. You're, I'm just. He's so fucking good right now. It, he's so fucking good right now. Now, and it, now, now but here's here's the thing that I wonder about: Is it five years with Son? Where are they symbiotic at this point? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, right? like, they like is they it is it does it go together? Is it is it is it is it Yari Curry Gretzky? You know what I mean? Like uh, that yes, level of connection. Yes. But nobody says that Yari Curry is one of the best players who ever lived, right? Like he did so, score seventy five goals like three years in a row. I know, but what? But what? Okay, when when you were a goalie, right? What I'm saying is, there's, and I, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. Yari is, Curry is Sonny is a Luke Robitaille. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you. Is Luke Robitaille? Is Yari Curry that player without Wayne Gretzky? Of course not. Right? Yeah. They're really good, but they're not holy shit record setting, right? So, and that's yeah. kind of where Son and Kane kind of have ascended to, at least. Or is he really just Bernie Nichols? <laughs> Right, 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 right. Good shout out. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when he when he, he was on NHL '93 and he had just come to the Rangers. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, we got a 70 goal scorer." No, no, no. But no, I think that I, I think that that's a, a good comparison. However, there's some other you, ones out there. John Ogrodnik. These guys oh, are legends in my mind. Man, we've gone real deep cuts on NHL players for all oh, of you. Jeff Bukaboom, all legends. Legends. Yeah. Jan Eriksson. Um, ah, what a what a man. Oh, and Tim Eriksson. We drafted his son too. Anyway, it's not important. Um oh, I love is Kulusevsky as valuable as Son in that role over two years? Maybe. Is yeah. Lucas potentially? Well, probably not, but like no, because he can't finish. He's right. just he's he's just another Gabriel Jesus, basically. Sure, sure. Like run but, but hard. You're I'm like, oh, is, amazing. But the point I'm making is that that Sonny is often the guy who is the beneficiary of that relationship far, far more than Kane is. I think of some um, agreed. Yes, and yes. so he. We were talking during the game, and you were saying, you know, like that um, City should buy Son, and I, I I don't agree with that. Not because I don't think Sonny's incredible, because that doesn't make any real sense for. For City yeah, because he's a, he's he a going disappe- forward, getting on the ball in space, right, not right. a tick tack tick tack. Exactly. Oh, there he is! Boom. Yeah. yeah exactly. City, City don't need a player like that because he won't really be of use to them when they're trying to break down Burnley or something. Well, let me tell you something: if he replaced Raheem Sterling, City would score 15 more goals a year. Yes. No, that's undeniably true. Yes. <laughs> like <at> absolutely. Least. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like if, he's if, as- if Sonny was on the on that side instead of Sterling, it's probably three. Three or four, nothing, because they score that one, and then bang, 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 bang. Yeah, anytime yeah, easy, Sterling, easy. Like, yeah. it, I would trade Raheem Sterling for fucking Son any day. Yeah, twice no, a week I, I would not. And, oh, I would just. Please. I would not do that. I mean, I like Raheem Sterling. He's <laughs> my, good from my side of the trade. I of course would not do that. But yeah, but can Sonny um, get by people? Oh yeah. Oh, do you need to watch the Burnley goal where he runs through the literal entire oh, that's team right. for eighty yards? Speaking of Burnley. Uh, our friends in the relegation zone. Yeah, let's hit, touch on them real quick. And yeah, we got we got got only a few minutes left. The relegation battle is over. <laughs> well, we've said this a lot, and we've said this about the top four race a lot. Going back real quick, three weeks ago, Spurs were six points behind Arsenal. Now they're three ahead with a ten goal difference differential. Right. So, um, Everton. I'm not willing to yeah, no, I mark know. Everton safe yet. But it was they're a great on win. The same amount of games. Right, they're on the same yeah. amount of games, and goal difference and, now. And goal difference is exactly the same. They have a four-point lead. Burnley, 
have, let's see who they've got left. Burnley have West Ham, Southampton, Wolves, Watford. That Watford game's massive. Villa, your mob again. They have Villa again. They have Villa twice. And they have Newcastle. They don't have tough running. I think we did Everton the other day, and Everton's was much more difficult. But one of those difficult games, they just won. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so that win against Man United is tremendous and huge. I don't think it's a surprise that uh, – I don't think uh, Michael Keane played, but <laughs> I'd have to check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check right now. Let's see. Uh, who's this team? No, that's Cristiano. Oh, he did play. Oh, boo. Wow. Oh, my narrative – my narrative failed. He did play, uh, but they they have they have Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester again, Watford, Brent. Oof, oh, I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have. Uh, they they look, need one more. They need one more win. I think thirty-one, and they're good. Yeah, no, I agree, but I, I I'm still not ready to count Burnley out just yet because uh, we've seen so many twists and turns in the in the. But they lost this year. to Norwich. No, I understand. I understand, but what all I'm saying is that. It, there's they're so good at fighting for their lives that I can't count them out yet. I want to, I want to yeah. say goodbye to them, but, and I'm, I kind of want to be done with the relegation race to be honest, but well, I, I mean, they I'm had, they had that game tied up and Max were Cornet, He missed. Yeah. From two feet out. Mm-hmm. Like he just didn't get his foot around the ball. Yeah. And you know, that was the guy that was supposed to change things up for them. I know they're kind of frustrated with the way Verghaus is done, but I think he's definitely opened up their offense. Like he's doing stuff, but just not scoring goals. No, I right? know. he's allowing know. shit to happen. I really like him. I, I, I think Verghaus is the type of guy like. Veghorst. 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 Yeah. What yeah. am I calling him? It uh, doesn't matter. This is a guy who's it's forced. a it's a German World War II tank, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's he's the T thirty four. That's Russian. Oh, whatever. It's a tiger, it's a pansy. I don't know what it is. This yeah, is a yeah. twenty goal scoring guy who, you know, if if he was Arsenal's striker, he would be literally the biggest player in the league. He'd be like, Oh my <laughs> god, he's the greatest. Right. I can't believe it. <laughs> Before we go, yes, quick rapid fire Champions League predictions. Bayern go take on Villarreal down one at home. At home. What do you got? They're gonna beat them three one. 3-1. All right. Speaking of 3-1, Madrid up going back to the Bernabeu on Chelsea. They're Your not going to. They got the heart of a champion. Ch- Chelsea can't score. I've got Madrid as well. Your beloved city against Atletico Madrid up 1-0 going to the, the Wanda Bar- Metropolitano. Oh, God. I'm scared of this game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be another shit house. Do you see a potential letdown from City from the weekend? No. No, my team's relentless. Okay, they're just—they got a whole nother squad. They got a whole nother front three for this game. Basically, yeah. they're gonna go. Oh, okay, Gundogan in for Silva. They're gonna go Grealish, Foden again. I think Foden. No, they'll, they'll go Grealish, Sterling, and Mares because that's the you're sitting deep. This is our sit, sitting deep crew. Oh, yeah, you want to yeah, go yeah. on a break? This is our break crew. So they'll <laughs> just go. They've got a whole nother offense. So they to get go. through. They get through. <laughs> And then yeah. Liverpool, Benfica, 3-1 oh, up, going to Anfield, it's over. So, all right, so we've got Liverpool, we've got City, we've got Bayern, we've got Real Madrid in the semifinal. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Oh, wait, wait, who, who, what's the bracket look like? Does that mean? It's Madrid and, and well, Me. it's Real and City and Bayern why, and Liverpool. Why do I have to play fucking Real after Well, would you Atletico? rather play Bayern or Liverpool? At this point, it's really not I never want to play matchup. Liverpool again. I know you don't. I know I, you don't. I would... I actually no. I think I I think frankly, weirdly, Real are the weakest of the group, but they got the thing. They've got 
Benzema. The you know what? Guys, out of his mind. And Modric. I don't know. But he's I would, like, I would City rather can play neutralize these old. They, there's no way they can't neutralize these old fucking players. I just, I can't deal. And that's how we'll leave you until Thursday. Laurent, let's get out of here. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network and also on FanHub. Thank you to all our UK listeners. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are listening on Apple or any other podcast that allows you to have ratings, please rate and review the show. It makes a difference for all of us. We gotta go! Bye.